Hello guys, welcome to SCI Talk. SCI Talk is a program from SCI Communication Division to accompany you guys during online learning. This podcast will be uploaded bi-monthly and mainly talks about A3L campus life. Welcome back to the fourth episode of SCI Talk. In this episode, we will be talking about the Merdeka Curriculum. You guys might be wondering what the Merdeka Curriculum is. Before we start, let me introduce myself first. Hello, I am Tefara Eileen. Uh, I'm an intern from Communication Division and from I'm from Biotechnology 2019. Without further ado, let's welcome our guest speakers for this episode, Chilofin from Biomedicine 2018 and Komelfern from Biotechnology 2018. Please introduce yourself, Chilof and Komelfern. Okay, uh, hello, the audience of SCI Talk. I am Lovin Safiera from Biomedicine 2018, and I'm taking the infectious disease streaming. So I'm in my third year now, and I hope I can share as many as information to you guys today. Woo! Hello guys, my name is Mavon Afan, and I am from Biotechnology 2018, and I'm currently at the sixth semester, focuses on environmental biotechnology. I hope you guys find Um, our podcast today is good for you. Okay, so Chilo from BM 2018 Infectious Disease and Komalfren from BT 2018 Environmental Biotech. Okay, so uh, the first question, uh, can you guys please explain briefly what is Merdeka Curriculum? Because it's uh, quite new, right? So probably uh, some people haven't heard about it or they're wondering what this curriculum actually is. Okay, so briefly, Curriculum Merdeka is uh, an instruction given by the uh, Ministry of Culture and Education, uh, Kemendikbud, yeah, to higher education such as um, uh, I3L. And it involves minor changes to the original curriculum, which uh, will be interesting for us to, be, to discuss later. Okay, so I think um, the curriculum Merdeka is a new curriculum. Um, actually, I don't really have a background definition of this curriculum, but I have the idea. Um, this curriculum basically um, enables students to have a freedom in learning based on their interest and their own plan. Basically, campus will facilitate the students' interest and the students can choose what they want to do. Okay, so the Merdeka curriculum basically uh, aims on the interest of each and every student, right? So uh, previously, you mentioned some changes from minor changes from the Merdeka curriculum. Can you mention what are the differences or changes between our old courses and the recent one with Merdeka curriculum? Okay, so I think the the change that has the most impact for for me at least, or my cohort, is the addition of a course called Community Service. And it is a mandatory course if we decided to go by uh, Curriculum Merdeka. But then, uh, because of the pandemic also, all the courses that uh, I have in this semester, the sixth semester, are all held online. Also, uh, so that Uh, the lab courses that we are we are going to conduct later are uh, moved to a certain uh, period of time, so they can be conducted offline. I think that's uh, a major difference. 
between Curriculum Merdeka and the old courses? I think I have different experiences with Rofin. Actually, um, my curriculum is kind of a bit new. If I uh, if the curriculum Merdeka is implemented, basically I have a freedom to choose my streaming. Previously, biotechnology um, does not offer any streaming, but now at semester five and six, I had a freedom to choose what I want to focus, which are medical, food, or environment. And at my semester seven and eight, I will have an opportunity to choose credit internships, research project, entrepreneurship project, community development, or study abroad. So back again to what I have said before, this curriculum offers a freedom to choose. Okay, that is so interesting. So, uh, just a little question for Co-Malfern. So, uh, for this semester, uh, are you doing the same community service as GELOC? Yes, I also doing the same community service. Ah, uh, okay. So, uh, actually, is the Merdeka curriculum obligated to be followed by everyone or do you have a freedom to choose to not actually follow this curriculum? Um, from what I understand, the curriculum Merdeka is mandatory for some study programs to follow, such as mine, biomedicine, and uh, Malfern's uh, biotechnology. Also others like food, food tech and food science. But I also heard that uh, some study programs do not actually follow this curriculum Merdeka, like uh, pharmacy. So I guess it is uh, not necessarily mandatory for everyone. Yeah, I have the same opinion with Lovins. It is not mandatory for everyone. But um, for the study program that implements this curriculum, I think uh, we have to follow what um, already have been given for this curriculum. Okay, so it totally depends to our uh, program then. So, uh, can you guys ex- uh, share your experience so far uh, from your program, which is community, community service? Probably you can share uh, your program, the name of your program, and it, is it useful? Do you got any insights? What did you learn and what do you do? Okay, so in my case, uh, I started an Instagram page uh, where we serve a lot of content talking about COVID-19 uh, as my community service project. It is called Into the COVID-verse. If you guys want to check it out, we're on Instagram and also YouTube. So give us a follow. <laughs> and I was the editor in this project. So not only do I get to learn to uh, create content, but I also develop more skills on how to attract and engage your audience because because I think I think that matters the most yeah, the, the the engagement of audience because we've worked really hard on uh, serving the content and coming up, coming up with ideas for the project so we want a lot of people to see it and during that this project also uh, I also collaborated with uh, friends who are also doing the same topic as me. They also started an Instagram page. Uh, they also talk about COVID. So we collaborated with them. And then uh, we started like something something like this show, something like, like a podcast. And then we, we invited uh, lecturers from ITRIAL as our guest. And then uh, we, we discussed 
uh, about COVID, about hoax, about uh, vaccines even. And from that experience, I totally learned new information about COVID-19 that uh, I was unaware of despite being a biomedicine student, right? So <laughs> I learned a lot from that experience. It was really fun. Um, at first, I don't really know what I want to do for my community service. But actually, I come up with a plan that I want to, I want to offer the public with the educations in GMO or genetic modified organisms because I think that this field is the field that most of the people does not aware. So, because the aim of the community community service is to provide the public insights about the subjects that we learn in biotechnology. So I want to implement one of the subjects, which is the genetic engineering. Then I made into a project called as genetic modified organisms. Yeah. So our group is Mark Biotechnology. So you can follow on our Instagram, Mark Biotech. And basically we will give you seven series of videos regarding the genetic modified organisms, starting from the perspective of people in genetic modified organisms, are they going to um, accept genetic modified organisms or not? And we will give you insights genetic modified organism application in medical environment, industry, and always and also foods and agriculture. Um, I was the public relations division for this project, and I'm in charge in developing the Instagram content. Okay, that is so cool actually. So by doing this community service, you don't only help to educate people through Instagram platform, YouTube platform, but you also help to add more knowledge for yourself as well, right? So uh, before actually, I heard Kamal friend uh, talk that uh, from this curriculum, you, you get actually, uh, you can actually choose uh, what do you want according to your interest. Like, for example, uh, if you want an internship or other than that. So the question is, if if there is the Merdeka curriculum, then is the credit internship still mandatory for us, like previous, uh, previously? Okay, so, so far, uh, for me, the credit internship itself is still a mandatory activity. And unfortunately, I do not know how it will progress or... Maybe there will be some changes made for you guys, for my juniors in the future. But even if it's not a mandatory activity, I'd still uh, like to recommend you guys to do an internship because uh, it gives a lot of insight and experience about work life, which is, as we know, very, very important once we graduate. And especially to those who are in their second year or third year or maybe first year, you can just, you know, find uh, internship placements uh, somewhere just to add to your experience list. So yeah, you will need that uh, experience to build skills that are essential to you for you to adapt uh, into your work life. In my case, I think credit internship is not mandatory because you have a freedom to choose what you want. If you want to do two semester 
research, you can do so. And if you want to do two semester credit internship, you can do so. So basically, if you if you want to avoid doing research or you don't like doing research, you can go for two semester credit internships or doing another things like community development, entrepreneurship project, or study abroad. But um, if you want to do the research, you can do two semester research, and you don't have to do the internship. Basically, it's a freedom to choose again. Alright, so back again, it's uh, different for each program, right? For BM, probably the credit internship is a mandatory. However, for BT, you have a freedom to choose either you want credit internship or anything else. Okay, well, apparently we have come to the end of our conversation. For Chilop and Co. Malfern, do you have anything to say to these students? I guess just hang in there. Even even if um, you are being bombarded by assignments, by presentations, the deadlines and all that, hang in there. Just don't be too hard on yourself. Uh, make sure you are drinking enough water, eating enough food, because also take care of your mental health. Mental health is number one. And yeah, just take care of yourself out there. Just enjoy the experience. Um. I think you guys, you can keep on going um, what is already implemented in now. And I think you guys, you could um, always stay, stay healthy, um, also keep your physical health and, and also mental health. So you can perform um, in academic and non-academic method. And I hope you guys to, to know what, um, what I hope you guys um, can get some so many informations from this talk. I think, and I hope you guys um, to yeah to be better um, in your everyday life. Thing. All right. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your knowledge and experience, Yulop and Komalfern. It was very insightful and helpful personally for me as well. Thank you also for those who have listened this far. I hope to see you in the next episodes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you.